0: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. We've been telling you guys about Boomer Jacks for several months now, and so many of you guys have let us know on social media how much you've been enjoying it, uh, hanging out there, watching games, and uh, getting drink specials. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, how you guys have been going for the great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. There are great deals for you the rest of the week as well, though. It's not just about the wings. They also have the coldest beer anywhere around. Drink specials beginning at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It's just a wonderful atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. Somewhere to go watch the games, go check out Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for dinner with family, Boomer Jacks is the spot. Uh, you know, If you're just looking for somewhere to have happy hour with friends, catch up with coworkers, whatever... Boomer Jacks has you covered there are 17 DFW locations you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com that's boomerjacks.com all right Brian let's talk about moves still to be made and also some moves that that the Cowboys are, are now missing some guys uh they did lose a couple guys to free agency we'll run through those really quickly uh Luke Gifford the linebacker for the Cowboys the special teams ace he is off to Tennessee I think that was somebody the Cowboys would have liked to have retained. That's somebody who I think they believe could have been a a legitimate rotational player at linebacker, not just special teams any longer. Um, but somebody that you know was a was a special teams ace for them, and, and a team that's not known, especially since Bones Fossil got here, for letting the guys they really like on special teams get away. So kind of surprising me, Luke Gifford isn't back.
0: Yeah, I think with Luke Gifford, it was they were they were very much on board with Luke Gifford. But, you know, we saw him get some snaps defensively, you know, when uh, Van Der Esch was uh, injured and they were, you know, and they really weren't getting exactly everything they wanted out of Clark. They couldn't rely on Cox, you know, to to make that happen. So I, I felt like Luke Gifford was going to continue to get more opportunity. But where this affects the Cowboys – and I, I think you're going to also bring up Noah Brown. Uh, so, you know, when you start to talk about Noah Brown being gone, Luke Gifford being gone, those are two pretty significant guys that were part of your special team. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens if they can, in fact, you know, CJ Goodwin, uh, That that's the situation. And then, you know, they got two deep snappers that are also on the list. I kind of felt like, the first signing that we would see in the typical Cowboy fashion would be Jake McQuaid. You know, he, the deep snapper comes back, but you know, they've got some guys with Brett Maher, Jake McQuaid, Matt Overton, uh, CJ Goodwin, their special teams unit is kind of struggling a little bit right now uh, to try and uh, try and kind of uh, get that to where it was, uh, you know, at times was very good last year.
1: Uh, do you think this puts even more of an emphasis on day three guys that you pick are going to have to be special teams aces? Like, do you think Bones Fossil is going to have a big voice in the room? He always does. But an even bigger voice in the room potentially on day three, knowing, hey, we lost Noah Brown. We lost Luke Gifford. We're, we're losing some of our big special teams guys.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I think this is where the special teams, Coach, when you get down into the third day of the draft – And say whether you've got those extra, those compensatory picks, you got extra sixth round pick, maybe an extra seventh round pick. You're looking at those and you're looking at those and saying, okay, who are the guys we don't want to fight for in free agency? You know, Dallas does a good job at that second draft. Chris Hall does a really good job of keeping the board intact. So they're able to go after those guys they still have on the draft board. But then Bones Fossil is going to put stars on guys that are tags on those guys, stars on the tags, where they're like, this guy is really, really good at covering. This guy is a really good returner. I mean, you've got like a Devin Harper and some guys like that. You know, uh, those are the guys, you know, we'll see. We'll see with Marquise Bell and, and stuff like that. Will those guys take over? You know, Kelvin Joseph was the guy we mentioned last, uh, this earlier here. But there's some guys that are going to have to step up. But I guarantee you there could be two or three guys on that board that they have there that have a special teams background to them. Uh, whether they block kicks, uh, you know, that kind of thing, the returners, those guys will definitely get noticed.
1: Cowboys also lose Noah Brown to the Houston Texans, uh, a one-year deal for Noah for $2.6 million, like we referenced there, he's a big special teams guy for them. Somebody who contributed in the passing game some, obviously had the the play in Jacksonville that a lot of people aren't going to forget where the ball bounces yeah. off his chest. Um, but looking at the the Noah Brown move, any surprise to you there that they didn't uh, do something to keep him here? Or do you think he also... Maybe they would have had a role in mind for him, and it's not the role that Noah Brown felt he had earned anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, that's where I think it is, Bobby. I I think Noah Brown. This was like what his fourth fourth contract that he's gotten, you know, already. I mean, my man lives fourth on those. Deal. One, yeah, my man lives on those one year deals. I, I kind of feel like that Noah Brown. You know, he's looking around. He he was excellent uh, early in the season. He won you the Cincinnati game the way he played in that. Uh, But you're right. What do we remember Noah Brown for? We don't remember him for making all those plays, those clutch catches in the the Cincinnati game. We just remember the Jacksonville game. He was a personal protector on the punt team. You know, he's a guy on kickoff coverage. You know, he was a guy that really kind of did a lot of things for you. I just felt like that he probably looked around and said, I don't want to sign another million-dollar contract just to hang out and be a special teams guy with the Cowboys. I would rather go make an extra million dollars, go to a place, still stay in the state of Texas, but maybe find a way to get more of a full-time role like he did uh, this season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I look. I mean, Noah Brown is is not like an elite receiver, but he's a does his job kind of guy. And I would imagine that'd be intriguing, especially to a team like Houston that says, "Hey, we're about to add a rookie quarterback in here. It'd be nice to have somebody who just does their job and knows where to be and is complete." And so there, there was probably a sell of like, "Hey, you're going to have some opportunities to really help us make our quarterback feel comfortable when we add one here." And I, I'm sure that that was a a big push for Noah Brown that he liked. The other name that they've lost is Connor McGovern. He goes to the Buffalo bills three years, $22 million. I don't know about you, Brian at three years, $22 million. I probably would have been in on that. I, that's one where I, I don't love that, but I also know that it sure seems like this team is building towards a left side of the offensive line with the Smith brothers. It's going to be Tyron and Tyler.
0: Yeah. The law firm of Smith and Smith are uh, that left side. I mean, if, they had moved on from Tyron Smith, then I would have said, okay, now the you need to think about going to get McGovern. I think the thing about McGovern that's interesting is that he showed the ability to play guard at a pretty decent level, but also play some center as yeah. well. So, you know, um, but it looks like to me, like I say, the law firm of Smith & Smith are going to be on that left side. And uh, you know they've got to they've got to kind of figure some things out. I know there were a lot of mock drafts that had the Cowboys, uh, you know, interested in, in in some guards. I don't think it's a necessarily a very deep uh, draft when it comes to guards. Uh, you know, Torrance from um, you know from Florida, yeah. uh, Avia from uh, TCU, uh, you know, or guys that you're kind of looking at right now. Uh, that you know, it's just kind of a depending, there might be some centers. Uh, John Michael Smith's from Minnesota might
1: be. And I, be, I, I think, I think this team does think John Michael Smith's could play guard if needed.
0: That's what that's what I'm saying. He's, I think he's a really good center too. So, you know, that's kind of where I think the Cowboys are looking at this right now. And, you know, they're, they were are they are they in the are they in the business of grabbing a guard? I don't think they're necessarily in the business of it right now, especially with what they're dealing with with Tyron Smith. I, I think that I think that Tyler Smith is probably going to play left guard for you, and we'll see if they add, you know, if if they look at the draft and you know add one of these guys that could play center and play guard. I mentioned I'll mention another guy, uh, Bradford from LSU. You know, Torrance, Avia, Bradford, these are like big, bulky guys. So, you know, maybe if they add a guy like that, I think it would have to be Torrance and Avia probably go a lot earlier, but then Bradford's probably more of a fourth-round guy with McClendon, McFadden. Those are the guys you're talking about as fourth-round for guards as well.
1: Now, let's say it's not through the draft. Uh, Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News said, don't rule out uh, Tyler Smith staying at left tackle. If that's the case, uh, who would be the left guard? Is that Farniak?
0: Man, it's, uh, it's with, a with, really with good-
1: ty- With Tyron as a swing guy, I guess?
0: I'll tell you what, man, that that would be- I Farniak would make a lot of sense- just because he did it before, if we remember the Tampa game uh, in week one, uh, they had an injury uh, to McGovern and Matt Farniak went in the game very early at left guard, uh, you know, so I kind of have a feeling uh, that's the the route that they would would probably go.
1: One more question here just before we transition over to the, the mailbag. Th- these are the guys they've lost. We've talked about the guys they've already acquired. They still need to, to add to offense. They, they haven't added anybody to the offense yet. There haven't been any moves there. Let's quickly talk about two guys, Odell Beckham Jr. and DeAndre Hopkins. Brian, have you cooled any on the prospects of Odell Beckham, or do you think this team has? And – do you think that they, they have the gumption to say, all right, we, we went and made a move for Stefan Gilmore. Now let's go make a move for DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think they're in that mode I think we can do this?
0: I would love for them to go move, make a move for Hopkins. I know you and I and uh, others on the G-Bag Nation uh, today on your, in your uh, segment had a discussion about Hopkins. Would you rather go and draft a guy? Do you want to give up compensation of maybe a second-round pick uh, in order to go get Hopkins, or would you rather draft a guy in the second round? I think that's a fair debate uh, right now. Uh, you know, would, would, you, would he help? Would Hopkins help you now? Absolutely. Will Hopkins help you three, four years from now? I think that's debatable as well. Uh, and maybe the the younger guy, maybe that'll allow you to grow uh, a Jalen Tolbert. You know, maybe he maybe he gets some some development for you. Simi Fajoko, I, I know I'm throwing names out there of guys that you know potentially could be guys that could develop. I they loved Dennis Houston uh, last year, you know, with what he was able to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I me personally, I throw a second round pick because the problem I have, Bobby, is the more that I dig in. To these wide receivers, especially in the second round, I I have questions, man. I have some serious questions about uh, about length. I have questions about size. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that I don't have a great handle on. The flowers of the world, the you know, from Boston College, Scott from Cincinnati. Downs from North Carolina, these are all like probably second round guys, maybe some first round guys, according to uh, who's ahead of you. But the size, the lack of, you know, maybe it's something that uh, if you go draft one of those guys that they turn into a great player. I, I, you know, I could be very, very wrong. But, man, it, it's just a little bit of a scary proposition of the unknown uh of these of this wide receivers i don't have as great a feel about them as i have the previous three years about this wide receiver class
1: you're listening to the love of the star podcast the love of the stars an odyssey podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts